Hello everyone, Jenna Valente here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to note that there may be some language in here that is not suitable for young or sensitive ears. And just as it is important for me to offer total creative freedom to the poets that read on these seasonal celebration episodes, it is also important to me that you are able to make an informed decision. So either proceed with caution or please enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an extra special episode of the Sea Change podcast. I am your host, Jenna Valente, and this is your go-to show to meet the most interesting and inspiring people living, working, and recreating along the American shorelines. And in the case of today's episode, creating. And I know that I've said that pretty much anytime I have an artist on the show, but it works, so I'm leaning into it. Um, happy autumn equinox, everyone. Welcome to fall here in the Northern Hemisphere. And I don't know about you all, but I tend to match my energy to the season. So I'm feeling a little bit worn down and ragged after a nonstop summer. It was really a beautiful summer, but a busy one. So I like to use fall as a moment to slow down and soak in the warm colors that are juxtapositioned against the cooler air. And so this slowing season really is a great time to check in and not only check in with ourselves, but those around us and those that we care about. So family, friends, loved ones, even pets, plants, ancestors, spirits, and all of those that came before us. And that is exactly what we're doing today. We are checking in with some dear friends. Some of you may recall our summer solstice celebration. How is that for an alliteration that we did in collaboration with the Portland Poets Society, where we wished spring well and embraced summer with open arms by inviting poets to share their work that invokes feelings of summer or spring departing. That episode is so beautiful, and I really loved hearing everyone's voices and creativity meld together. So we are doing it again, but this time for the autumn equinox. Um, and my hope really is to make this a seasonable, seasonal celebration. And with me today, this is why I said this was an extra special episode, are two people that inspire me each and every day. They have become really wonderful friends, and they are the founders of Portland Poets Society, Isabel Carter and Maria Crawford. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here. And we echo that, a wonderful friend. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I feel like you all shared a little bit in the first round of poetry that we shared earlier this year about Portland Poets Society and about yourself. Um, But I feel like we maybe had a little bit less time with pulling that episode together because feel like in classic Jenna or like really any creative fashion, <laughs> it's like you have an idea and you're like, oh, I love this idea. Let's just like set it in motion. But like a peek behind the curtain for listeners, I feel like that happened like a week or two oh, yeah. before the episode came out. So we were really scrambling. So That's in our fashion too. Yeah. Yes. So we didn't have like a ton of time to sit down and like introduce you two to the listeners. 
Um, so will you share a little bit about your stories and how you ended up in the Portland area? Take it away. Sure. I'll go first. My name is Isabel Carter. And I love my story of how I came here to Portland. It's actually a love story. So Aria, my boyfriend, and I started dating back in 2015. And we were long distance for a year and a half, close to two years. And we just got to this point where we just wanted to be together. And I felt like this was a moment to start over somewhere new. And we didn't want to be in a position where one of us was compromising and moving to the other person's location and starting fresh. We both wanted to do it together. So we just picked a city that we love. Both of us have grown up going to Portland and we left our jobs and we moved here and started fresh. So that was in 2017. I love that story. Yeah, it's <laughs> very so warm. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of starting over fresh somewhere new because yes. then you can meet each other in the middle. I exactly. think that's really important. Like having had the experience of moving even into someone else's apartment, that's really hard when you're trying to adjust mm-hmm. your life when you're in a new place to somebody that's already established. So I think that that was so wise of you too to, yeah. to choose just a new adventure that is just for you. Yeah. And then for me... A couple of years later, two years later, 2019 came along and I had been living in the New York area. I moved to New York City when I was 18 and then some time passed. I found myself in New Jersey. One day I woke up and I said, what am I doing in New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing in New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. As great as it can be, it wasn't my ending place. So I had visited um, Marblehead, Massachusetts a few times on vacation and it, I loved New England, but I said to myself, I don't want to do the New Jersey of New England and move to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found Portland and it felt like a really great new place to explore and I tell everyone new here this is a sticky place be careful because almost four years later and I'm still here and I'm Mm -hmm. thriving and it's home to me now and I've never said that about another place in my life being from Chicago living in New York New Jersey and now here I was the girl in high heels. I'm still the girl in high heels, <laughs> but not in the snow. Yeah. How do you like those cobblestone streets? Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Right? Yeah. I can. I can do it. I love that you say that too, because this is really, this is the first place that I've felt like home. Yeah. So I've also come from all over. I grew up for 13 years outside of DC, moved to New Hampshire, went to college in Vermont, mm. was living in upstate New York, and then I came here. It's sticky. So yeah, it the, really is. The concept of home is a really just interesting thing to explore. I feel like we could do an entire podcast mm-hmm. about it, but I've I've had a similar experience growing up in a military family mm-hmm. where I feel like my sense of home is very directly tied to like where my nuclear family is. Mm-hmm. However, m- my family's roots are very deep in Maine. And so if I were to have to choose somewhere that is home, and Maine is definitely home now, but like when I, we were moving around, I would always be like, well, we live here now, but like Maine, Maine's always the thing that's calling to me as home. Mm-hmm. And I did the thing that I think a lot of people that grow up here do. So you grow up here and you don't necessarily know what you have 
while you're here and then you yeah. leave and then they call it boomeranging <laughs> so we come back because we go elsewhere I went somewhere else for like 10 years and then I was like everything I was looking for this entire time was right in front of me I just needed to leave to like appreciate it better the winters are rough but everything else is but it, it's beautiful too it, yeah. it rejuvenates you in a way summer has never been more beautiful to me yeah yeah yep for sure so. I think it gives you this appreciation for like the changing of seasons right like mm-hmm. each season brings its own feeling and energy with it I'm wondering what sort of like sensory experiences do you all have when this in like this particular change of seasons from summer to fall or like what does that bring up for you I had such a cool experience on the drive here tonight I have been really quiet so far this season this change of season where I'm finding myself recluse I'm finding myself emotional and tired just like you said a little bit rugged Mm -hmm. but today driving here the sun was setting a little bit earlier than normal and I was kind of getting a sad it's darker earlier but I looked to my left and I saw the water and the sunset and I just stuck my arm out the window and I was like (laughs) oh my god I love this it's like I'm listening to you say that and it's like I feel like I can feel the cold air yeah on my arm and it's refreshing yeah it's been hot and muggy a sticky summer and so this is like this nice refreshing feeling and it's not normally like that for me it's a little bit sad fall usually is but this time it feels like I'm jumping in water and I need Mm. to reset I almost describe it as like a season-long Sunday scaries feeling Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I adore fall, but I think it's that it's the darkness. It's an ending as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's, it's such a moody, like I know everyone's like, Ooh, spooky season or whatever, but it's like a moody season. It's a looming (laughs) feeling. Yeah. Winter is coming. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I feel like a couple of weeks ago, you could feel the air turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. On the wind. And this happens in spring too. So in the wind I can feel the warmth of summer Mm -hmm. it's coming and now it's kind of the opposite where I feel the cold in the wind and then today was very much a fall day Mm -hmm. and I felt that shift too and it's funny you mentioned that today like something just clicked Mm -hmm. with this change and something clicked for me too where I was cleaning getting ready for this to happen in my home and that's the kind of energy that I feel with this fall is that I want my home to feel like home again and I want to pay attention to the details and I want to clean and make it really comfy and really nest for myself right yeah, now. Yeah, why is fall cleaning not a thing? Yeah, it should be because <laughs> we're about to I'm spend saying. a lot of time inside. inside. Exactly. <laughs> Especially in I'm Maine. Saying. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> fall cleaning. Fall cleaning is <laughs> new business. The vibe. <laughs> the new vibe. <laughs> But yes, that's like what I'm compelled to do is just make my home feel so comfortable and just prepare for this season where I'm going to be inside more. And this is where fall has really shifted for me in the last two years. I think for everyone, the last two years has been one big shift. Yeah. But I always used to get sad during fall, just knowing that winter was coming and how cold and dark it was going to be but once I really leaned into that introspection 
and honestly my spirituality too and my practices it's like I have all this time to myself now and I have these crazy periods of development during the fall and the winter yeah it's like a moment to slow down and and like check in with yeah like internally and just see how we're doing and and set plans for when we eventually go out next summer and and I think you're like I totally connect with everything you just said it's such an important time to just focus on different things right like summer is all about like taking advantage of all of the outdoor bounty I mean even winter's that way too like it living here I think something that's been really helpful for me is finding activities that I enjoy doing <laughs> like mm-hmm. during the winter season and that you can look forward to but I think that I really appreciate winter because it's a moment to put in that like internal work yeah it's mm-hmm. like a breath like especially this summer has felt like the first real summer back and yeah. it's been crazy we've done so much with Portland Poet Society there's yeah. also been stuff in our personal lives weddings events yeah. left and right winter's such a good time to focus on the skills that we're trying to acquire for the next year and being quiet and focusing on personal projects and art and things and so I've got all the stuff I've wanted to do all summer Mm -hmm. and haven't had the time to do Mm -hmm. and so I'm almost looking forward to being stuck in in my house just so I can do it finally yeah Um, I definitely am yeah so excited (laughs) yeah it's like okay I will have the time yeah are there anything that like so I'm I'm thinking about like today the past week or so like or since that wind has shifted I have found myself welcoming in fall in my own way. Like when I go out for walks with my dog, I will literally stand there and just like soak up the breeze and the sun. Is there like, are you, do you guys do anything like that? Like do, how are you greeting fall? Are there like activities that you really look forward to or rituals that you do um, to to really like celebrate the season? I feel like what, I like to do the most is get as hot as I can all summer so that I'm so hot that the cool feels good. Yeah. And I think I succeeded. <laughs> and I don't mean physically, like appearance wise. I mean, like, I will not use my. Summer yeah. I, well, it's hot girl Literally year for hot. me. But um, <laughs> it's just hot girl. Hot girl life. Hot, yeah. But. <laughs> But no, I just like, I don't use my air conditioner in this last month of September. I really try to like soak it up. And then when the cool comes, like it did today, when I put my arm out my window and it felt so good, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. So it's really savoring that last bit of hot. This past week's been humid, you know, gross. Yeah. And I've, I've been letting it in yeah I mean I'm sweating right now yeah (laughs) and I'm like you get sick of it right and you notice when you're tired of it and what happens when you're tired of something you're ready for the next the next thing so yeah absolutely um for me I've been going back on walks outside Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to go as much as possible daily if I can and I really let that go in the summer this has been one of the hottest summers in Maine that I've experienced like hot girl summer like well both (laughs) hot girl life we'll just use like whenever we say hot summer you guys can decide which one we're talking about and it's probably both yeah it probably is (laughs) it it, it is (laughs) can confirm um just getting back outside with Callie my dog and she's so happy to be on walks again she loves it and then 
you know, I was talking about, here she comes. Um, <laughs> I hope you guys can hear her feet Little in the recording. Clack. Just She heard her name. <laughs> Get her a mic. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I was talking about earlier just cleaning my space. I really feel like it's a time to clean your physical space, get rid of the things that you're not using, the clothes that you didn't wear during the summer. And also energetically, I feel like it's time to just purge. Let that shit go. Mm -hmm. I feel like this year has been really transformative and has really pointed collectively to areas that are not serving us that don't feel aligned and it's time to let go so as we go into this next season that's like one of my intentions is to really lean into what has come forward for me and be brave enough to let it go Mm -hmm. it's almost like this is really dark so bear with me (laughs) let's go there I'm here for it. The winter and fall are really dark. So. Yeah. Everything's dying. It, it <laughs> reminds me dead. of death and <laughs> the cycle of life. And it makes me say, what am I doing with my life? And yeah. what am I doing mm-hmm. with my time? I mean, that is yeah. like a central theme to fall yeah. is how the transition from everything being vibrant and colorful and alive to dying and sort of turning in on itself and sustaining through the winter. And I yeah. think that... Like, as I mentioned earlier in the show, like matching the season's energy. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. good time for all of us to do that and just think about what are those things that aren't serving us anymore. And like, as the trees lose their leaves, what can you shed? I mean, mm-hmm. it's you say it so beautifully. I'm like, I, I better dance and move while I can before I get arthritis, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, you know, no, it's that's just true, me. Though. I think it's like how I feel about going for walks every day. Mm-hmm. It's like the same thing where it's like, I know that this is going to be icy yeah. and snowy and just really, really cold. Um, so, so let me do it now. Mindful, yeah. mindful Even season. Even just a simple yeah. act of how quickly you can leave your house in the spring and summer. Like you don't need to bundle up <laughs> oh and gosh, like put yeah. your boots on. It takes so much longer to go outside <laughs> in the winter time. Like some days I'm just like, but then you get out there and it's like oh yeah yeah. i mean we're not even to winter yet i feel like we keep skipping fall a little bit because that's the like the big limbo time yeah right Mm -hmm. it's like we know what it's leading to yeah yeah but i'm here for it this year me too i wonder if anybody else out there is who's listening i know i am are you here for fall this year yeah you should let us know (laughs) we'll share our, our social media yeah at the end of this dm so. me if you're into fall yeah let it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you into fall slide into my dms it's <laughs> really all it takes <laughs> we'll make soup i might fall for you bread <laughs> oh, just kidding goodness. please don't listen to me i'll live vicariously through you too <laughs> oh, i love you guys i'm so glad that we met so speaking of meeting here's my like not so subtle segue how did you two meet? Oh, can I tell the story? Yeah, please. I, okay. I was going to say, please, you tell it. <laughs> Isabel on the floor. Oh, I remember the moment I saw Maria. And it is, I describe it as friendship, love at first sight. Like, I, I just knew. I've totally had that happen. Yeah. I just knew that I had to know this person. Didn't know anything about her. I think it was just an energy thing. Yeah. And I noticed you too, babe. 
We were both wearing red. We were both wearing red. Ladies in red. I'm picturing this as like a movie scene with that like song playing over it. And you guys just locking eyes from across the room. Do you and know the it's movie? it's like creative magic sparks Seriously. flying everywhere. We should recreate it. We should. Do you know the movie Big Fish where like oh. time literally stops? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite movie. Did you it's know that? It's one of my favorites too. What? Whoa. Okay. We're just finding this out. We never <laughs> talked about this before. This is welcome to our world. This is what it's like. Yeah. Well, for Can't those that don't know, I'll describe the scene. It's like time literally stops and they're locking eyes. <laughs> And they make the way like through. I think it's a circus scene Mm because there's popcorn and yeah, she's wearing a blue dress. She's blonde. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, her husband is like, that's it. That's the girl. So that's what it was like when I saw Maria. I'm like, (laughs) this is my best friend. (laughs) Lo and behold, she was right. And I felt the same way. I said, who is this girl? And we were at a party that um, we were both new to town. It was kind of uncomfortable. Um, I was with a weird ex and I was like, someone just please talk to, you know, who do I talk to? I talk to literally anybody. Anybody. (laughs) And then universe said, insert best friend at this moment. And I needed it. And so that I would echo that that is how we met. And I was, I think, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I was sort of hesitant. I was like, yeah I'm scared like nervous I was nervous yeah you're doing your like your nervous vibe where like you're friendly but there's like but like don't talk to me yeah and you're like laughing a lot but I'm like but oh my god but then we got in line to get food because it was a friendsgiving party I was like where are you where you we were at someone's apartment (laughs) we were at someone's house that we barely knew person you know who knew each of us and we didn't didn't know each other at all there was not even any Instagram connection at this point which now there is for everyone I'm like it oh really you're is. from Instagram I right? feel like I know every person in Portland mm-hmm. that is within the creative community <laughs> because of Instagram yeah whether I've met them in person or not yeah yeah but she gets in line and before I didn't even know she was behind me this sneaky little cutie <laughs> and she hands me a plate and she goes here you go and I was like Oh my god. That's so sweet. She she's giving me a plate. You made the first move. And so that that opened my heart to Aww. you because I mean, it's such a simple thing, but you know, you wanted me to eat and you wanted to care about me and it was it was beautiful. Nurturing. Yeah. 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 I'm getting like a little teary-eyed because it was just that simple. Yeah. Like that act of kindness mm-hmm. and It's funny, like, it just came so naturally to me Mm -hmm. to give to you. And I was like, oh, my God, a plate. (laughs) (laughs) She cares about me. It's a plate. I I love this story for many reasons, but I think oftentimes we have such a tendency to overcomplicate things. Like, Mm -hmm. I do it all the time, like, if I have, like, a crush on on a guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I talk? You know, how do I talk to this person? I get so weird. What do you mean if? Yeah. <laughs> like when? Yeah. And but then I'm like, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I like overthink everything I'm going to say. And it's yeah. like, maybe I should just hand them, hand them a plate of food. Pass the plate. Baby. I mean, <laughs> it works. It works. I'm going to steal that move and let you guys know how it goes. Are you hungry? <laughs> Here's a plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love that i love our story but it's a really cute that story it's an in-person story it did I mean, and i'm I'd italian like, yeah, I'm, I'm like you're trying to feed me right now this is one yeah. of my love languages like you care mm-hmm. and i think we talked about poetry 
I think that was one of our connecting. Yeah, I don't even remember that part, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, yeah. you, you're like, I write poetry and you showed me your page. Oh. And at the time I said, oh, I used to write poetry. Ah, yes. <laughs> we'll allude to this. The beginning <laughs> stages. Yeah. Yes. So you guys continue on. I'm like, keep, keep going. Because my next question is going to be, how did Portland Poet Society come to be? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you're, you're getting there. Yeah, we honestly skipped a bit of time after the plate day. Um, I, yeah. I feel like that should be on your calendar somewhere. The plate, plate day. day. We could, find, then, we could uh, find it. You should figure it out and then like it could be an excuse for our friends to get together yeah. and we just go like eat a bunch of food. We'll have a Friendsgiving. Yeah. On plate. So yes. new friends can have their plate day at your plate day. Yes. Maybe everyone brings like their own plate. <laughs> BYOP. BYOP. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so um, you heard it here first. <laughs> please come to our plate party. and plate day. <laughs> but time passed between our meeting and the founding of Portland Poets Society. Um, when did we meet? It must have been 2019. It was. Yeah. So I think it was November. November. 2019 so a year goes by and it's one of those things we met we weren't instant best friends but we stayed in each other's lives consistently you know as it goes somebody goes through a breakup it was me surprise and (laughs) (laughs) maria here by the way And, (laughs) and um i remember isabel showed up in her disco pants to bring me to bubba's one night Oh yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> yes. Was it Bubba's that we went to? We did. We did or maybe it was um some other show. It was something dancey oh, and fun. It was Bayside a Bowl show. That's a great picture. I was yes. wearing red that night as well. You were. So anyway, um <laughs> hmm, this is a thing. It is. Uh so we became friends eventually one day I wanted to read my poetry somewhere. Um, I had heard of a couple places in town that were having poetry readings, but at this point it was COVID. It was 2020 and I didn't know what to do or where to go. I didn't feel that there was anything really. And so I said to a couple of my poet friends, like, why don't we all just hang out as writers and like talk about this? Because this, we all feel a need to share and there's nothing and life is hard right now. And so we got together um, we met at the Eastern Prom, and were you there the first time? I was. Yeah. So I was in the audience. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was so inspired by like this little group reading. Yeah. And it's so crazy to see what Portland Poet Society has become. And mm-hmm. it started off on the Eastern Prom. We were supposed to just meet to hang out, and we posted on Instagram about it you know to just spread the word and I think people showed up thinking it was a reading but we were really intending it to be like a writer's gathering but when people started to sit as if they were an audience we were like all right yeah we'll read and so that was our like first ever reading and then afterwards I Isabel was like I've I used to write as a teenager and I'm like well you're gonna read at the next reading and I did and she did and then like thinking about fall so mm-hmm. this happened in the summer. This was August, August 2020. 2020. And then it started to get colder. We had been outside and we had to think about what were our next steps? How would we continue this being COVID? Mm-hmm. And now we have to potentially go indoors, virtual. What are we going to do? And being best friends, she 
just jumped on board with me and we became this duo like from the beginning I was like okay here we are you want to read now I need help and we just like yeah that was it and the name Portland Poet Society that didn't come from the beginning it was that meeting in October so Mm -hmm. it's very much like yeah we were kind of like officially born yeah in fall so that like period of introspection we met at your house Mm -hmm. and there was a group of us there and we were brainstorming what our next move would be because there wasn't a central location in Instagram or anything like that we were just sharing on our personal Instagrams (laughs) and yeah like really grassroots yeah very and this was the first meeting I think it was October 10th Hmm. 10 10 um <laughs> I always bet on 10 when I'm playing well, uh, that roulette. That makes sense, right? 10 10 20. On red, Ooh. red 10. That's Ooh. always my roulette. Okay, so here's uh spirituality and yeah, here's the here chat. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so all of our poet friends just came together and we figured it out and that yeah. became a thing and people I think felt what we felt that there was not a big space for this and um we have been so lucky to build a community of people who resonate with our mission which is just like this network that supports connection and expansion and collaboration of emerging artists new old whoever yeah and I think that's really what drew me to you all is how open and welcoming you are of literally anyone whether you enjoy listening to poetry or if you want to take a shot at reading for the first time or if you've have books and read all the time and are like full-time writer it's all of these different people Mm -hmm. coming together in one space and supporting each other and I think that's really beautiful and I think from my experience of the way that I found you all is, you know, I've been writing for a really long time. Um, and before I moved back to Maine, the ex, now ex-boyfriend that I was living with, we used to write together all the time. And it was always poetry. We tried to write like one poem a day. And it culminated in like, now I have like three books of poetry that I know you guys have seen. Um, and beyond that, like before we even were writing. But then when I moved to Maine in addition so when I was in Boston it was like I had this really wonderful creative community that I had plugged into and I really missed that when I moved here I kept thinking about something similar to what you all have it's like I really wish that there was this community that I could plug into and lo and behold, my friend Kevin invited me to one of your events at Opry. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Yeah, we love you, Kev. And um, it was like, I'm hooked ever since mm-hmm. then. It was so beautiful to see everybody read um, and then eventually get up at a later event and read myself. And I'm looking forward to future events. And um, But I think it's just that like spirit of like inclusivity and warmth mm. that really like drew me to you and then kept me interested and then I got to know you two on like a more personal level and now I'm just obsessed like (laughs) (laughs) it's mutual I'm not going anywhere (laughs) it's mutual and and thank you so much because that was why I I had the idea in the first place I didn't feel safe reading anywhere yeah and to see that come to life in this big huge group of people you know, and to have my best friend who handed me a plate as a stranger at one point <laughs> join me at the very beginning, like not even weeks in and just take this with me the whole way. 
I mean, it's it's been beautiful, and it's yeah. been I'm, I'm so lucky. We're all so lucky, and like there's love budding, and there's friendships budding, yes. and there's like it's just a literal. I love com- it. It's, 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 a it's a society. Yeah, it's a society. <laughs> it's a society, and like the way it operates, what you're talking about with that openness and that warmth, I think it's such a reflection of who we are as people and what our values are. We try to be so hard all the time, and you know, it just <laughs> really it do. comes from the heart. And, it does. And the fact that you can feel it is like liberating oh, and beautiful. Immediately. And also, like I feel like the first time that I like when you read when I heard you two read I feel like like I sought you out immediately after because mm-hmm. you mentioned something about Reiki and then like you were sitting behind me and I was like had to turn around and be like I love what you just read. And I was like <laughs> I need to know these people. <laughs> it's it's like the same sort of idea or vibe that I had with Maria where I was like I need to know her yeah Yeah. it's this like we were drawn that energy have we formed a coven yes I think we have (laughs) (laughs) if you're not into witchy stuff (laughs) it's spooky it's okay you should have heard the conversation before we started recording that's like fun behind the scenes stuff that you'll yeah. have to you'll have to join the coven to get yeah yes <laughs> Come, join the society vip <laughs> if you want the scoop <laughs> oh my god i just wanted to start like witch cackling like <laughs> it's that <laughs> time, time. <It> <laughs> spooky season um so getting back to society i'm like oh wait now we're just like trailing off into a conversation that we would just be having like hanging out together there are people listening <laughs> hey <laughs> guys together jenna um so will you talk a little bit more about the events that you host yeah absolutely so we have three mainstay events that we have we have a event at ruby's in the west end on the second thursday of every month that is like major cafe like super warm like your grandmother might be there beautiful tablecloths beautiful tablecloths just great place warm i'll bring my nana absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so that's that vibe and then we have lincoln's on the first and third tuesday of every month i heard that's like sexy vibes it is very much underground yeah it's a speed there's a stage yeah it's one of the oldest remaining stages in portland yeah which we're bring lucky your sexy poems to lincoln bring your sexy poems bring whatever else you got because <laughs> that is kind of the place where anything mm-hmm. anything anything goes. goes and our um great host travis govin is a really good vibe for that night too because he really brings good energy and yeah. um we're very lucky to that venue for hosting us drew the bartender yeah and he's fantastic bartender everything he's and he does a lot of his own businesses too he's great he's read poetry as well yep nice and so it's just fantastic yeah so that we love lincoln's that vibe at lincoln's i don't know if you've gone yet i've been only to opera events okay come to lincoln's quickly yeah you should it's definitely don't walk the wild west of portland poets i'm not gonna give it away but the color of the door may be relevant if you're looking it's red for a way to get in hey (laughs) red's the color so that's lincoln's and then on the fourth thursday of every month we're at opera which is just such a beautiful location the 
vibes there the design it's just so so beautiful all the candles yeah and the business itself really fits into our mission as well because they invite a lot of community members in to hold space for whatever they're doing a lot of creative um initiatives we were just at a market last this past weekend market yep and it was fantastic um so they have a lot of events not just ours so check them out as like a hub of our city absolutely i feel like they're very aligned in the vision of inclusivity and involvement in the community and really welcoming anyone in they are so different um, with how they use their space and who they're inviting in and it is swanky it's so mm-hmm. swanky it's beautiful it really is it's like jungle swanky yeah all of the plants <laughs> that jungle swank yeah <laughs> shout out amalia from east pine maine yeah you're yeah. doing great absolutely beautiful space i think i what something that i really love about the way you collaborate with businesses in the area and restaurants and bars is that it offers this opportunity for people that just happen to be there to plug into Portland Poet Society or listen to someone read their poems or writing and be exposed to art maybe just in By a happenstance. totally like yeah it, hap- it does happen surprise art yeah a lot of people will read for the first time and be like I was here I listened to and I was inspired and that's why we are what we are because it's the new people, the new shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, we, our hearts just burst open when mm-hmm. someone's like, I was inspired by what happened here and I wrote yeah. this. I mean, we're really, we're really lucky. For sure. And that happens a lot at the Eastern Prom. So our original location, Poetry on the Prom. Um, so we have our last one on the 25th of September and that's a location where people are riding their bikes or Mm. walking their dogs and they'll literally stop. Yeah. They're like, what's this? Yeah. (laughs) And it's where it all began. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's really cool. And it's easy to like work out new pieces there or. Yeah. Backdrop too. Like for people who aren't familiar with Portland, the Eastern prom is just so picturesque. It's this huge park with Casco Bay right behind it. I still drive up and am awed at the view. Mm -hmm. I'm still like, wow, I live here. It's really being from beautiful. Chicago. I'm like, oh wow, seeing all the, <laughs> the boats, ocean. yeah, the ocean, the islands. Yeah, yeah. And then last time Isabel and I were on the prom together, there were the lobster boat races. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun little feature for my soul to soul event. I haven't seen that. Yeah, Reiki with fun. some uh, lobster boat races in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're like trying to like chill out, and then it'd be like someone was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did okay with the timing of it though. um so will you share a little bit more about like who is welcome at portland poet society yeah i feel like we've alluded to this a little bit but honestly everyone and by that we mean if you're young older somewhere in between if you've never written before if you're reading out of your diary all the way to if you've been published um we've had people with uh, bestseller books we've had people who are like i am shaking because this is something i wrote Mm -hmm. crying in bed last night you know i mean it's Mm -hmm. just there's so the spectrum is huge there the first time i read i was shaking i was nervous i still shake i still shake you're like opening your soul up to yeah. everybody so but it's then not it's only public speaking but it's super personal it is it it's is. so personal the most then, personal yeah. what i love about it is that it's fun and mm-hmm. everybody hypes everybody up 
It's yeah. so supportive. It's very it like everyone's clapping, everyone's snapping, everyone's doing yeah. the thing. And it so literally if you've never written in your life or if you've been writing since you were, you know, able to write and read, um, there's space for you and we will eat it up. And yeah. we, our only rule is like, don't, don't be, be an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't hurt somebody and while you're around us. Yeah. That's, that's because it. of our like our energy what we're trying to create is this place of inclusivity and openness and love mm-hmm. so if you're being an asshole that just doesn't you gotta doesn't go. vibe with yeah. us but you know how it, it just happened so naturally that we made this inclusive space we weren't like oh we're all about yeah. diversity yeah. and inclusivity yeah, you just do it, it wasn't like this mission statement no it was just it happened because we all wanted to be there and we were all sharing real genuine art and it just happened mm-hmm. and all the best things just happened just yeah. the way I met both I mean, of you every single one of us knows how that feels to share something that you created it's terrifying mm-hmm. and so I don't ever imagine anybody in this society being judgmental of somebody else that's up there being bold mm-hmm. and sharing something that they made I think that that's like the most beautiful thing in the entire world is to get all of these little snippets of how other people operate and how they create and how they experience the world. It's inspiring. It's so inspiring. And, you know, it makes me, I feel like there's just so much growth in that in so many ways from experiencing other people's words and art to both getting up and sharing my own and doing that thing that is terrifying and doing that thing that scares you because eventually over time it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier oh yeah what was your experience like the first time you read with us it was so positive but it was scary Mm -hmm. right like I mentioned it was shaking um and I typically consider myself to be a really good public speaker I used to like before COVID I feel like that was such a big part of my job I mean I host a podcast it's like (laughs) a lot of my life is spent communicating Mm -hmm. but I always there's just another level and layer of fear when I'm sharing something that I wrote. Absolutely. And that doesn't like you get more used to it, but even us, we, there's moments where you're shaky. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of a tell for when you're, you're most vulnerable. Yeah. And I think, we really just try to create an environment where it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, like if your founding mothers are shaking, <laughs> yeah. you better you can shake feel too. comfortable. Like, you better believe you're not the only one that's going to be up there shaking. Like yeah. the day that I went, it was like I probably saw five people up there like nervously. Like, like, they have their yeah. paper and it's like... And we're like, go, baby, go. And that's the beauty of it, I think, because like I think the people that have got this shit down um and they're not shaking and they're not it's sus you know it yeah it's a little sus and then it's also a little pretentious it is and they it's also like, be scared they probably you- have so <laughs> they probably have so many opportunities too right True. and like what we're about is creating opportunities for literally everyone yeah, yeah. and anyone just who creating space wants to share their work you know and something we're trying to be intentional about moving forward is also opening it up beyond poetry yeah so bringing in musicians bringing in producers, bringing in videographers, photographers, artists. All We're artists, really wanting yeah. to open it up to anyone. Stay um, tuned, you guys. Stay I'm tuned. for it. I'm in. I'm happy to help however I can. Thank you. How can people get in touch or follow along with your work now that they've listened to this and definitely want to yeah. 
hang out with all of us yeah please hang, <laughs> hang out with us yeah. we are sometimes we're lonely still you know despite <laughs> it all but you can find us on instagram right now at portland Poets society um i don't think we realized this when we were naming it but an easy way to remember is like the dead poet society with mm-hmm. robin williams mm-hmm. so that's yeah. a good way to remember it but yeah we're our, most of our presence is on instagram right now but we have much more to come so that's where you'll find all of the new information that's coming up and we post all of our events there um but yeah right now instagram it is drop that personal instagram maria oh right so you can find me and my face on (laughs) all over my instagram page (laughs) (laughs) yes because jenna has taken beautiful photos like become my muse (laughs) (laughs) thank you so my god this is i'm living wait i want to join the party (laughs) and take over your instagram too our next photo shoot me and isabel another one with maria yes maybe together maybe all three of us yes Yes. timer (laughs) but you can find me on instagram and the beautiful photos jenna has taken of me and a lot of other awesome photographers in town as well um i'm yeah lots of creatives in portland it's fantastic but i'm at maria kylie crawford and it's k-i-l-e-y not like kylie jenner (laughs) (laughs) and then for me my instagram is isabel rhiannon carter rhiannon is spelt like the goddess or the fleetwood mac song (laughs) So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Middle name gals. Middle name gals. <laughs> I love it. I love where it. Where can we find you, Jenna? Um, it's at Jenna Valente. No middle name. No, no middle, middle name. name. No middle name. Maybe we'll convert you. Maybe yeah, that's part of the challenge. Do you have a middle name? No. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yes, I have a middle name. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> 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 Disappointment <laughs> resound. My middle name is Lynn with an E at the end. So oh. that's like a little... Jenna Lynn. Jenna Lynn. Jenna Lynn. I like You know what's interesting is every Jenna that I have met is either a Jenna Lynn or a Jenna Lee. Oh. There's something happening. It's a thing. It's a a thing. It's a vibe. Jenna Trends. Yeah. I saw that Jenna Valente was open on Instagram and I seized the day. I didn't even look for Jenna Lynn. You know who took Mm -hmm. Maria Crawford? It was me. And then you also took (laughs) Maria Kylie Crawford. (laughs) Yeah. And once you have it, it's gone. Even yeah. if you've deleted the account. Yeah. So oh. I I, uh, I, I screwed myself. Me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long story. I forgive Save it me. for the next podcast. Amazing. <laughs> I know. All right. What do you what do you ladies think? We, should we hear some poetry? We should get into it? Sure. Mm. Okay. Well, stay tuned because we have some awesome poets that are joining us for this episode. Stay tuned. Hey, uh, my name's Ainsley. You can find me on Instagram if you'd like at the Portland Cryptid. Um, So I do draw a lot of inspiration from nature and from my practice as a pagan. Um, So that does come up a lot in my work, I would say. I have two poems today. Uh, The first one is a little bit more summery, I guess. It draws more from the sea and ocean. Um, And then the second one is about the autumn equinox and I've titled it Mabon because um, that's what I celebrate within my practice around this time. So, all right. First one up is The Lighthouse Keeper. They say if you hold a shell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. Lighthouse Keeper, thunderous voice, inhale. 
rattling, crab claws, shells, glass, spinning, spinning. His mustache curves, mouth opens. A cacophony of waves, seagulls calling, a warning. Breath follows, cool and briny. The sand settles on the Atlantic floor. Were you the beacon of light over the waves, or was I? Either way, who will keep it lit now? They say if you hold a shell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. But when I try, only his voice echoes back. All right, moving on. This is titled Mabon. I yearn for the change of autumn. Shades of fire and copper crawl into the leaves while the last breath of summer sighs through the trees. Spirits hung up in broom closets, tucked away in hidden corners, come out for a dance. No need for mourners. Harvest what you wish. Behold the scenes of jubilation, Dust off your bones, join the skeletons in celebration. Gather which does not serve you, allow it to fall, for the dark of the year is upon us all. Hi, my name is Tristan and I uh, composed these words for this, so... Um, Hopefully it comes out all right. Um, if you'd like to share or talk or think or anything, um, my my social media is Instagram and it's uh, Tristan Gorilla. So anytime. And here it is. The air is cooling in the mornings. It is almost here. The end of the cycle begins. The giddy ignorance of summer finally accepting that ignorance isn't actually bliss after all. Bliss becomes you when you find bliss, when you learn to unlearn, when you seek questions for the answers until you see the answer with your own self. Then I think the bliss begins. And speaking of, the air is cooling in the mornings. It is almost here. The end of the cycle begins. The change, the change is coming soon. The ritual of time, performing perennial revelatory rites, the alchemy of nature, shifting light to dark, shifting the day's length so that darkness has more room to move. A time for shadows, new and old, almost here. Shifting the air, exchanging the oppression of warmth with the comforts of the cold cocooning yourself within yourself, making contemplation preferable to adventure. Shifting the land, stripping back the vibrancy that warmth creates, exposing bones underneath. A peacock's skeleton is what you should think. Shifting the thoughts to us, either embracing what is to come or clinging sadly to receding sunny days. Do not cling, I think. Embrace. Embrace what is coming. If the year were a day, the fall would be sunset. 
prelude to the dark night of winter, the end of a cycle. And I am here, here in New England. I have always been here. The darkness and the mystery and the power of this place can always be felt, but felt deeper when you embrace what is coming. We have forgotten how to live with the seasons. We have lost a language we forget we once spoke true. Remember, remember and embrace what is coming. Seasons shifting in New England, in the spooky eldritch forests, in the cold and darkened waves crashing with frigid determination onto blackened ancient stones, wearing down delusions of permanence against the windswept lonely shores. In the hearts of those of us willing to remember the history and the magic of this land, this New England, the power of this place, and the seasons shifting, growing, renewing, dying, and the fall is next to come, the next chance to see it all again. And then memories, memories fragrant with nostalgia, dried leaves crunching along the path to yourself. This is what's called a found poem. It's where you take together pieces of someone else's work and rearrange it to your own. Um, and so for this, I took lyrics from Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac songs and put them all together into a new type of poem. So this is my tribute poem to Stevie Nicks called Stevie. There are so very few stars left that love me like it was my fault. There's something happening here. Blame it on my wild heart. Blame it on your secrets. You got what you wanted, but it's not what you need. Unaware of how to leave, my heart says danger. Don't forget what we're fighting for. If I had my life to live over, I would never dream. Listen to me. I can go and be in that world alone. Hard to the touch. My heart is soft, but my past is rough. People hope their lives will get better. I'm not asking for forever from you. Just look at me. Look deep into my eyes, my love. Before you go, set me free. You and I will simply disappear out of sight, never to love again. I've never loved softly, like a poem about fruit, be it plums, be it peaches, be it sweet, sweet peaches. I eat my fruit whole and one gulp I dare not chew. The best part is the heaviness in my belly, the fullness of them as my digestive juices eat away at the soft flesh so sweet until only the pit remains, hard, fibrous, not entirely edible unless you're brave, rough and piercing on my tender bowels, processing, processing, churning, working. 
This poem is dedicated to all the poetry fuckboys. You know who you are. It's called Haunted. Do I haunt you? Can you feel the cool touch on the back of your neck? Does your hair bristle at the thought of me? Do you regret leaving the room and missing my last words? They were a prayer for all your past lovers. My last rites were read before I joined them. All of us tangled together in your memories, smells of sweat and perfume, the innocence in our eyes dimming as we let you in. Can you feel us following you? We watch you from the shadowy corner as you take a piss at 3 a.m. We knock over the roses you bought for your new victim, pull her hair, scratch her throat, try to tell her to leave, get out before you take her to. I think you love being haunted, never alone with your demons. My name is Isabel Carter, and the poem that I'll be reading is called Fall Into Becoming. As the cool breeze grazes my summer skin, I feel myself like the leaves changing, falling into a new season. And while the weightless dance of becoming can feel strange and uncertain, Maybe this is when I find my strength in solitude, facing the unknown with a hopeful heart and welcome the cold months with the warmth and grace inside of me. My name is Sarah Payton and I am a poet and a doctor in Portland, Maine. This poem is called A Gorgeous Day in Fall. On a gorgeous day in fall, when the cool sparkle of the sun is not too hot, on account of the crispness in the air like starched white sheets, and you can mount no complaint to diminish the day's perfection, and so any problem you still wrestle like a Rubik's Cube is your own mind fuckery and gives you the chance to widen your lens on your problems and perfect blessings and come to a new conclusion about how your life is going on the whole. This poem is called Some Weather. Some weather washes your heart so clean, it bleaches your sorrows with its luminosity, and you feel lemon fresh and squeaky bright. And in that nascent moment, life has a chance to surprise and delight you again. And so you wait to see what newness emerges in the time after the breakfast and before the busyness you decide is essential. Hi, my name is Katie, and this poem is called Equal Night, Equinox, and it's loosely to the tune of Frank's, Frank Ocean's Pink and White. That song usually resonates with the turning of the summer or turning of the fall. So I kind of had that melody when I wrote this poem in mind. 
hope you like it. In the wake of a Thursday, this could go one of two ways. One side is equal night, the other side is equal day. Opposing forces come to life, balance out the yin and yang, honoring our spirit guide, working on our shadow play. Meditate underneath the sun, making love beneath the moon. In the dusk of a Thursday, glass full of Cabernet, crisp breeze in an ocean spray, catching sparks on the fireside. Can you feel the balance of Mother Earth's compasse? Harvest moon, D-light, 50% campsite, half yellow, fall leaves, luna rise and then leaves. Opposing forces come to life, balancing the yin and yang, honoring our spirit guide, working on our shadow play. Meditate underneath the sun, making love beneath the moon. In the wake of a Thursday, this could go one of two ways. One side is equal night, the other side is equal day. What's going on? Casey Kuehl here with a poem I'm going to call Fertility Awareness Method. New moon and new moon lady lovers. Summer's gone and fall brings me my least favorite colors. My mood ring tells me I'm in the mood for another. We're in the nude and we explore each other under her weighted blanket covers. She cleanses me with crystals, touches me with tinctures, showers me in sages, recites all the moon's phases. She's mesmerized by magic, worships witchcraft when she's naked, summons secrets from the stars. How much longer can I fake this? Looking for an out, but then she skips all the bases, tells me that I'm primal, that I'm hers, so I take it. The naughty night is nearly done, and I'm about to come. In walks her little secret, it's her youngest son. Hey, kid. Hey, everyone. Maria Crawford here again. I am so grateful to everyone listening. It was really fun to record with Jenna and Isabel and tell you all a little bit more about who we are, about what Portland Poet Society is, and to talk about this upcoming fall season. I think that a lot of my memories of fall recently have been tied to pandemic dread. Um, I'm finally starting to wiggle out of it, as a lot of us are. And I wrote the poem I'm going to share with you today on November 22nd, 2020. So as I'm coming into, you know, almost the end of 2022, I'm starting to remember that the past few years have been kind of iffy, kind of scary, and I'm grateful for this new season to provide me some rest, recuperation, and a lot of time to make art. So a little blast from the past. This is called A Letter on November 22nd, 2020. I'm writing this poem from my bedroom in the West End in Portland, Maine. Never quite felt a home like here. Billie Eilish is playing, and it's been a warm November. I'm not sure if any of us, including me, really like Billie Eilish, or if we're just lonely, longing to be liked, and hoping to stay young these days. Anyway, the world is on fire, and I have as many face masks as I do pairs of underwear these days. I'm molding, as we all are, 
into something new, something we didn't get to choose to experience, and I swear, even sugar tastes sweeter these days. I was in love recently. There's a wedding dress that I never wore in my closet. He hopes I'll still wear it sometime, but I do my best not to be stupid these days. I'll be 28 next Monday. I only have a fish for a pet, and I'm alone. But I have friends, health, and a warm home. What more could I really ask for? People are dying these days. Sometimes I think about palm trees and warm air in October. I wonder if I could just keep starting over and over and over, but I think I'm too tired these days. I just titled my second book, assuming it's done being written. I wonder if anyone will care that my writing has gotten better. I walk around calling myself a poet before anything else these days. I had sushi for dinner. I'm wearing a Taurus sweatshirt from Rhode Island. I bought it the day I decided to move here. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, things look so much different than I expected these days. Thank you, and thanks everyone for listening. Hello everyone, it's Jenna again, popping into close out the episode with a handful of poems of my own. I have five poems prepared to read today, but for those of you that know me or listened to our summer solstice episode, um, you'll know that I'm not a very long-winded poet, so they're all pretty short. This first one I wrote after spending a fall day at Wingersheek Beach in Massachusetts. It's a really beautiful beach um, that like doubles or triples in size when the tide goes out. Um, so if you have not been there and you have the opportunity to visit the North Shore of Massachusetts, I definitely recommend popping by Wingersheek, um, and I'm one of those people that prefers going to the beach in the wintertime over the summertime, so I think that there's a really special feeling to this particular beach when um, you visit in the cooler seasons. Patience embodied is the beachcomber lingering, if only for a moment beholding each granular curve of the foreshore, stowing away offloaded burdens from a treasure trove, replenished by the king tide's seasickness, made alert from smelling salts, but calmed in crawling along, searching for nothing in particular against the skyline painted Melancholia. This next one is a short reflection on um, no matter, sort of no matter where I live or where I am, um, I'm never really too far away from anybody or anything. 
The train bellows, imposing like this chill, this chill of fall air, a rumbling, rambling reminder that no matter where I sprout roots, I'm never far from society overgrown. This third poem is a little bit of a love note to the creek that runs behind my parents' home. In the forest by the river, I found my favorite place to drift, like fallen leaves carried by the current, boasting warm hues of burnt orange and rust secluded and sheltered in my very own sanctuary bare feet soaked with dew wrinkled like prunes toes quenched by moss sage green and fallow surrendering to oneness and finding refuge within myself okay this next poem is I guess sort of another love note. I think that there a lot of people like to think about fall as like spooky season. I guess people on the internet say these days and as we uh, talked about a little bit at the top of the show, but there's so much to celebrate and love about the fall that sometimes you get these perfect days that just make you so grateful for being here in this body in this on this planet and on this region of the planet at this particular time so this is this is a reaction to one of those days like those like mid like high 60s low to mid 70s no humidity bluebird days with like a slight gentle breeze and everything is um a blaze i guess not in a literal sense but um, in terms of describing the colors of the trees and the plants um so here it is this is the kind of day that you live here for lock it away in your mental vault to replay when the sun only visits for long enough to wake us from our slumber not quite hibernation. This is the kind of day that we remember in the depths of winter, way past the holiday magic and the long-anticipated dance of the first snow, declaring everything regal, dripping with glistening crystals. This is the kind of day that you breathe in, that you bathe in, a clear, clean crispness in head and home, relishing the flavor of our signature dish. And I thought it would be fitting, even though I just read a poem that was a sort of the opposite of spooky season, to round out this episode and these readings with one that um, maybe is a little more of a, a nod to the that energy of, of late fall. Um, so 
the way that my brain works sometimes is is you know you make these connections between two slightly related but two totally different things so um, for anybody that listens to the band elephant revival you may know the song of the raven i was listening to that one day and of course when you think about ravens uh, you're never too far off from edgar Allan poe and so i started thinking about edgar Allan poe and uh somehow from somewhere this poem came out of me and i think it's perfect because edgar Allan poe is uh the king of spooky season so why not pay tribute to him and pay tribute to a really great song Song of the Raven calling out to the living from somewhere deep in the forest, singing songs of black-eyed Susans and blazing sunrises, orange as the oriole, prophetic squawks, forlorn warnings as dark as they and full of mystery, forecasting a time where strong deeds and gentle words are nevermore. I would like to thank all of the poets that contributed to this episode from the bottom of my heart. You are what make these episodes so special and even doable in the first place. I mean, I could certainly sit here and read my own work and I have done that on episodes before. But it is not the same. It is not nearly as fun to do this alone. And these really have become my favorite episodes to work on. And I'm already looking forward to the next one on the winter solstice. I'd also like to thank the listeners for tuning in. If you think you'd like to participate in a future seasonal celebration, this is truly open to anyone from anywhere at any level of poetry experience so keep an eye out on instagram because that is where we put out the call for all of you to send us your seasonally flavored poems so you can follow me at jenna valente and portland poet society at portland poet society so there we go we keep it pretty straightforward with our instagram handles So thank you all again and get out there and enjoy the fall. Maybe make some memories to write about.